listener production. US stocks spend another session consolidating as interest rates grind higher. And Aussie shares expected to slip on Tuesday ahead of Woodside Energy's earnings result. I'm Tom. And I'm Ryan. It's Tuesday, the 27th of February. Welcome to the Comsec Market Update. Ryan, to be perfectly candid, it's a bit of a dull affair as far as Northern Hemisphere markets are concerned. If you're an investor, you'd be keeping your powder dry at least until we get to that midweek intersection where there's a bit of economic news. And then beyond that, uh, you'd be wanting to rule a line under February and then perhaps uh, approach March with new eyes. Absolutely, Tom. So after last week's scorching AI-led rally, which saw (laughs) US shares and European shares also hit record highs, investors are bracing for key inflation data on Thursday, and that could impact the US Federal Reserve's interest rate cut path. So at the moment, we're seeing this rally looking a little bit overextended, and the fundamental sustainability around this rally will be questioned, and the inflation data and the path for interest rates from here following the earnings season will be the key themes once again. If you were to single out one limiting factor at the moment, what would it be? Well, we've had NVIDIA's results. Mm-hmm. What next? Yep. Would you say that if there's a blemish in the interest rate narrative that that might scuttle things? Absolutely. So certainly what we're continuing to see is central bankers coming out, pushing back on interest rate cut expectations, certainly in the near term. And what we have seen is Fed funds futures showing a 55% chance that the Fed starts cutting rates in June. So those expectations continue to be pushed back further and further. And we need to see the inflation data on Thursday. We did see hotter than expected consumer prices and producer prices data. If we get the US Federal Reserve's preferred inflation measure hotter than expected, up 0.4% in January, the most in about a year, as we expect, then that will be a bit of a setback for markets. Just quickly recapping, the Dow Jones at this stage down by around 0.1%, the S&P 500 just ever so slightly uh, short of a third of a percent, and the NASDAQ is just in positive territory. European markets, there wasn't much to see there, to be honest. Uh, The UK index down by a little over a quarter of a percent. The French market down by a half and the German DAX just in positive territory. But I suppose the counterpoint to that is that you've seen interest rates just grinding a little bit higher. We have. We've seen the US 10-year Treasury yield up by four basis points to 4.3% and the two-year up five basis points to 4.74%. We saw $127 billion worth of government bonds auctioned overnight, Tom. So the US Treasury sold $63 billion of two-year notes at a yield of 4.69% into solid demand. But then a record $64 billion worth of five-year notes were also auctioned at a yield of 4.32%, but that was into tepid demand. So we've got a massive amount of bonds being auctioned and sold this week. And that big lift also in corporate issuance, around $35 billion's worth, will also weigh on those bond yields. So investors are demanding higher yields to take on that large supply of government coupon debt. One of the things overnight, Tom, that stood out was Amazon. It's joined the 30-stock Dow Jones index. It is down 0.1%. But Google parent Alphabet slid 4.2% after announcing plans to relaunch its AI tool in the next few weeks. We also heard from Microsoft at the same time It has also announced an investment in Europe's Mistral AI to expand beyond open AI. So 
Once again, we are seeing this big focus on these companies on expanding their footprint when it comes to artificial intelligence technology. So just quickly in terms of other uh, names that are up in lights today, Ryan, uh, Domino's Pizza stands out. That stock's doing pretty well today. It's up by about 6%. So they're Fourth quarter earnings better than expectations, but significantly they've increased their share buyback. So they've added another billion dollars to their ambitions in terms of buying back their shares. So in addition to what was outstanding with the previous share buyback, uh, they're going to be buying back about seven and a half percent of their market capitalization or the value of the company. That's a pretty chunky affair. They're expecting sales growth on average of 7% over the course of the next four years, which is not too bad in a constrained retail uh, environment. Uh, Another stock, which is, I suppose, calibrated towards the consumer and your furry friend is Fresh Pet. So as the name suggests, they make fresh pet food. The stock is up by 16%, Ryan. It's hit a 52-week high. They have had some uh, very encouraging numbers in relation to their earnings, which have been better than expected. So fourth quarter sales hit a record high, up by 30%. Uh, They've also seen an expansion of their footprint. So the volume of sales was up by about 25%. So uh, their outlook particularly encouraging, which contributed to that share price uh, rising by 16%. We also saw Micron Technology gain 5.8% as it started mass production of its high bandwidth memory semiconductors for use in NVIDIA's latest AI chip. So it is behind NASDAQ's, I guess, flat performance today to slightly up performance, outperforming the Dow Jones and the S&P 500. We've also seen Warren Buffett's-led Berkshire Hathaway shed 1.6%, raising early gains on investor worries after the US government warned of a lawsuit against its power company. We got Berkshire Hathaway's results on Saturday and its operating earnings jumped 28% in the fourth quarter and its cash pile surged to a record high. Did you know, Tom, that 99% of Warren Buffett's fortune has been amassed since he turned 52? So he's amassed $109 billion in the last 41 years. So it does point to the fact there's lessons out there. Start investing young, be sensible with your investments and let compounding do the rest. Of course, but doesn't mean it's all over once you hit middle age, which is uh, equally encouraging for those uh, <laughs> uh, of us who have got a few grey hairs that are a little unsettling. Uh, I know I've been speaking a little bit about Palo Alto because I'm just interested in stocks which have got quality about them, but then suffer an about turn. So uh, last week down 28%, but then they have risen in the days hence, and this session up by about 8%. So it seems as though that uh, tweaking of the business model perhaps might be uh, becoming a little better understood as far as analysts and investors are concerned. Absolutely. Now, turning our attention to commodities markets, we've seen oil prices lift overnight. The US oil NYMEX price is up 1.5% to 77.64 US dollars a barrel. We have seen physical markets in the US strengthen as refineries benefit from strong margins, snapping up barrels, and also foreign buyers turn to American crude to avoid Red Sea shipping issues. There's also been exports from the wafer oil field in Western Libya have been disrupted as well, supporting oil prices overall. Gold futures are down 0.5% to 2038.90 US dollars an ounce. Iron ore continues to decline, down 0.6% to 126.11 US dollars a ton. It's a big day of earnings in Australia. The one that stands out for me today is Woodside Energy. Its full year 2023 earnings will likely be weighed down by its $1.5 billion 
million impairment charge on oil and gas assets, and Australia's largest natural gas producer had posted record profits in financial year 2022. So we're looking at comments relating to its M&A plans, and recently Woodside agreed to sell a 15.1% stake in its flagship Scarborough liquefied natural gas project to Japan's biggest power producer, Jera. Net income estimate of $2.94 billion, EBITDA of $9.13 billion, and Coles could have a net income estimate of $1 billion with sales revenue estimates of $43.22 billion. Let's hope it's less eventful than Woolworths' yes. update. Well, there haven't been any Four Corners appearance for Coles officials, so that's probably working in their favour. In terms of the uh, Chinese experience, that's probably something to be looking at as well, Ryan. They have been struggling to find their feet, the Chinese market, since reopening after the Lunar New Year holiday. And yesterday, we had the markets lower across the board. Uh, the CSI was down by a percent. The Shanghai Composite down by a similar amount. The Hang Seng down by a half of 1%. So that tends to uh, undermine the tone in regional terms, which washes over into the Australian experience. It does. And the Aussie dollar generally is a bit of a proxy for what's happening in China. And we have seen the Aussie dollar fall from 65.58 cents to 65.32 US cents, currently trading at 65.34 US cents, Tom. Great having your company this morning. Have a good day and we'll talk to you again tomorrow. This podcast is prepared, approved and distributed in Australia by Commonwealth Securities Limited, ABN 60067254399, AFSL 238814. The information does not take into consideration your objectives, financial situation or needs. Consider the appropriateness of the information before acting and if necessary, seek appropriate professional advice. Listener.